0: everyone, this is the Faraway Farm Boy podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Dustin. Today we have a few farmers from Park Lake, Alberta. But before I introduce them, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors. This podcast is made possible by Chinook Dairy Service. Did you know that Chinook Dairy Service can fine-tune and optimize the performance of all brands of milking equipment? Call Chinook for a free milking system evaluation today. This podcast is also brought to you by Livestock Veterinary Services. Livestock Veterinary Services provides a wide range of services for livestock, including dairy herd management, cow-calf herd management, advanced reproduction services, medicine and surgery, and many more. If you're ready to see their expert veterinary team, call Livestock Vet Services today at 403-732-5322 or make an appointment at Vet. Livestockvet- Dot ca. Today's guests are friends of mine from Park Lake, Alberta. Teo and his family operate Crystal Springs Dairy Company and Leighton and the Diamond Park Prefix are best known for their beautiful cows. Please welcome Teo Beyer and Leighton Slingerland. Teo and Leighton, welcome to the podcast. Good to have you guys on. Good yeah. to be here. Thank you um what's new on the farm guys
1: well it's hot warm. out. yeah it's really warm out yeah cows are i don't know they obviously dropped a little bit but
0: huh yep.
2: not very talkative today well trying to get <laughs> nervous no i don't want to interrupt you guys either right so one of the times like we almost have to make take turns is like oh now your turn, or my turn yeah either. yeah so yeah. that does
0: happen i tend to talk over people too like i listen to a few of them a few of the podcasts with
2: somebody else. I'm like, man, I'm so rude, yeah. but Talking you want to keep it going at that. one, yeah. one sense. And then the other sense is like, yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. And that's kind of the reason I kind of stayed away from doing, uh, like zoom podcasts. Like they're pretty good for content, Yeah. but you're, you're not really like as engaged as you would be like this type yeah. of
2: thing.
1: Yeah. This
0: way you talk over top of each other a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You, I th- I think it's better quality, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like it better, and it's an excuse to, I don't know, drink beer with friends, right? Talk about cows, so yeah, it's always good.
2: You never do enough of that, right? So
0: well, <laughs> especially on this season. After like a uh, well, yeah, that's right. In the winter, when you go to like four seminars in a row or something, and yeah. you see everyone, and you're like, okay,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm done talking about cows for a while. I don't know. At least for me, probably not for Leighton. He's always talking about cows.
1: Yeah, it was, I always I, I enjoy my cows. So.
0: Yeah. You enjoy every day, or
1: is there any days you yeah. don't enjoy cows? Yeah, sometimes I get sick of cows and then I pack silage or something and then yeah, that's go again. Right, yeah. when you got a
2: uh, plugged shit pit or something in a winter yeah. time or something's frozen. But not like you're ready
0: to up and quit no. type of thing. Like, I don't know, what would you do if you weren't farming? I'd be bored out of my mind. No, I mean like as a, <laughs> yeah, as a vocation. Like,
2: I don't know. I'd probably do something in the dairy industry still.
0: But think of the but the physical toll on your body, though, compared to other jobs. Like, if you got a job in uh, as a communications analyst for some company. Yeah. Like, you, I I think you could probably do it. You're smart enough. I think. I don't I don't know what it takes to do that job. But let's just say that's that random job. You know, you just sit there at a desk and you do your work, it's mentally taxing and you sure you're tired at the end of the
2: day, but not like not like you're running around on a farm. No. But you at the end of the day you feel like you didn't do anything I think still. Yeah, I
0: guess well, I, it depends if you enjoy your job or not. Exactly. Yeah. But
1: Yeah, that's the only reason we do what we what we do. <laughs> what I like yeah.
0: yeah. It, it, part, it pays okay too. Yeah. I mean it i think like any farming you're in it for the assets or whatever you're not in it in it for the cash or the lifestyle but
2: i think it's the more the lifestyle and the gift of it more than anything else yeah, yeah. that's right yeah right? cuz yeah. like you're never bored there's always like every every day is different and yeah. you can get as in depth as you ever want to be yeah. yeah you can make it as complicated as you want or you can be as laid back mm-hmm. as you want right yeah
1: that's right yeah and there's I'll,
2: always areas you can you can work on no matter what
0: but do you think do you think that's going away though you can be as laid back as you want, like as yeah. our margins get thinner and thinner, like you kind of have to be an accountant to to farm
1: mm-hmm,
2: yeah, you do absolutely, and you always have to look at efficiency everywhere, right
1: yeah yeah, I so. wish I knew more numbers on our farm, but it's my dad's farm, so i don't he doesn't really talk about it that much, yeah so.
2: I think but too many farmers in general don't know enough numbers yeah yeah
0: i yeah i mean we all we all have our different skills i guess too but like you got the the cow side of things down pat right you you know how to market cows like even now i'm like man i wouldn't mind some of leighton's cows and i don't even know what they score or anything but you just show them so well and then you're like huh you know i don't know but i'm not really your target like you who do you sell most
1: to I don't know if we really do it to sell, just to showcase. Oh, know. you guys don't sell too many? Not too many. Like, in a, we had one in a sale a couple of months ago. We consigned one, and, you know, you market that a little bit so that people Great. know what she looks like, like how she walks, Great. what she's pregnant to, whatever, and the family behind that. And then we're selling another one that was actually on a the bowl, bowl paper, I guess, like a bowl ad. Oh, yeah. So it was... Yeah, the daughter featured on there, so that was, that's pretty cool. And we're okay. that one.
2: It was one of the ones that they, they showed at Western. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Right? Yeah. So.
0: Huh. It's like uh, she was like eight months old or something?
1: Yeah, probably. Time, yeah. Huh. So it's September calf. Huh. So we're a yearling now.
0: Yeah. you guys have misters in your barn? No, we don't. No? So what do you do for heat or whatever? Like they go outside and lay in the shade and...
1: Yeah, they'll go... So... Yeah, pretty much all night, all the cows are outside, oh, yeah. like the exercise run, I guess you call it, it's not really a pasture, because there's not grass, but... Yeah. Yeah, so they go outside at night, and then, that, and then the fans keep going in the barn, so that really, really cools down the barn, like Great. gets all the heat out of there, because there's no cows, and there's no, yeah, just the air movement. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, they go lay outside after milking for a bit in the morning, and then as soon as the sun comes up, pretty much they're right back inside. Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah during the day like for sure today it was like what thirty five thirty six yeah mm-hmm. they just, yeah there's not a cow like one heifer would go running around outside do a loop and go right back inside the barn <laughs> yeah. so it yeah. goes but our lights we turn our lights off too because they're the oh yeah what are they halogen the oh, they throw some heat. Off heat so we just turn them off and. I don't know if it helps or not, but yeah. we think it does. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> look, looks darker. We associate yeah. dark with cool. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We used to chase our cows outside too. Like we had a, a straw pack outside too. Okay. As well as inside. And then like in the spring you'd go in bed, you know, you'd throw straw down outside and then it would rain on there, yeah. you know, and they'd be like, oh, okay, I guess I got to do bedding again. And then half the time the cows would lay inside, like at night, I think they would lay outside, especially in the summer, but it was either too hot or too cold or too windy or, you know, too sunny. Not right. Yeah, it's just not
2: right. (laughs) Windy's not that bad in spring
0: and summer. Keeps your pen dry. That is true. Yeah, then you would have to bed less outside, yeah. So that was good, I guess. But just the amount that you you spend extra kind of like bedding in the spring and then, I don't know. Yeah. And and then they lay wherever they want to, so there'd be like a mud hole that you don't usually bed in. You'd have to bed in that because otherwise they'd lay in there type of thing, yeah, right?
2: Your dirtiest spots is always yeah. what you are gonna
0: find. That's I guess that's kind of the downside of having a bedding pack. Either, either way, like inside or outside, like inside I got now too where, next to the waters, they always lay there, right? Yeah. It's like oh man, you are gonna throw extra bedding there, and
2: some yeah. you know, some barns they get, like with straw packs they can only get. At the water trough from the from the feed alley. Yeah, right?
0: that's a good idea. Yeah, so, I thought I was being smart because then, like you know, a cow that didn't like to walk on the concrete would be able to still
2: drink, and you know, but that's yeah. like few and far between, right? Yeah, we used to have open bedding barns and yeah. same thing. Yeah, that's how we started off too.
0: But yeah, you're yeah, right. It was like very similar to yours. Alley access to water is preferable over yeah.
1: Probably Park for shit because lots of times when they drink they either shit or they piss right after so yeah and they just stand like this
0: time of year too they just stand there too just terrible they
1: slosh water on the straw like yeah
0: or i've one that stands in the water trough which is always nice there's our friends (laughs) yeah
1: what
2: do you see in some of them too it's like they actually you have the fences along the alley too right but they'll just have a curb and that way there's always someone there pulling into the alleys right yeah yeah but for chasing, it might be a little bit harder. But then they're not always crowding through one little opening. Yeah, because that's, that's always right. the worst part, right? Yeah, the wettest part. But yeah,
0: but huh? But so yeah. what's new in your barn?
2: Not a whole lot in the barn. We're more outside in the fields right now, so it's so it, more exciting. Oh yeah, I seen you. You were
0: saying that you're feeding your calves uh, hydrogen peroxide. Yes. In their milk. Yeah. So how does that work? It kills bacteria or something?
2: Yeah, it just controls the bacteria and viral load in the milk somewhat. Yeah, so. Huh. There's not a whole lot of research behind it. It's just something yeah. I I started with, and it worked well, huh. and kind of kept doing it ever since. So. How
0: much does it cost?
2: Hydrogen peroxide.
0: Yeah, like, or is it called hydrogen peroxide or? Yeah,
2: what's it so it's 50% uh, strength, and okay. you're at, uh, five hundred and fifteen bucks per two hundred and five liter barrel. So, about three bucks a liter. Or wait, two two and a half bucks a liter, roughly. Oh, yeah. But cost per cents per day, or per cap per day, it's like pennies, so it's nothing. Yeah. Because you're basically putting, I put about 100 to 150 uh, part per million uh, in the milk, so on a doser. What is that? Like how how many uh, milliliters? It's about 10 milliliter per pill of 50% strength. Oh, okay. Yeah, and now we started with garlic, too for flies serious yeah. oh
0: okay so they they shed it somehow through their uh, I'm not
2: 100 percent sure how it works it's the nutrisource thing that nutrisource that came out with huh. the idea and you feed it to your cows too yes are you serious yeah doesn't it show up in the milk no the all the young stock but oh not the milk so cows. your older yeah.
0: calves not your milk cows yeah.
2: yeah 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 we're looking into putting it to the milk too but or not to the milk to the huh. dairy cow uh, ration like it's like, like dairy cows you mean or no the milk cows but it's like one gram feeding rate or something. Oh. So they've, uh, yeah, they've, they've, they've tested enough. I'm sure they don't <laughs> want to go pay for everybody's milk. So,
0: Yeah. But, I w- but there's no regulations around smell or anything. Like, no. I think if and, it smells rank, yeah. when the milk truck driver opens the tank, you know, it
2: smells like garlic. He's going to be like, oh, uh, yeah. No, you wouldn't want that. And we- well, that's what the processing. It's, it's even extra fussy. You right. On, so. You
0: don't want your cheese smelling like garlic no. either.
2: No, that's one way to scare everybody away. Unless you, well, unless it's a garlic cheese, but. yeah, marketing genius yeah. right here. Well, if if worst case scenario, that's we we might have to make some of that for. a Patent, <laughs> he's <laughs> getting a royalty for sure. Yeah.
1: No cottage cheese, garlic <laughs> flavored.
2: Yeah, we're looking. I'm not hundred percent sure if it's in there yet, or if we're still looking into it. But on the dairy, on the milk out part of things. But oh uh, yeah, the young stock formation should be in next week. So okay, we'll see how it goes. Apparently, it cuts the flies down by fifty percent. So on. The trials. Serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few guys. How do you measure that though? Uh, you tell me. Hmm. I
0: don't know. <laughs>
2: we'll see how it works.
0: How's your um your uh, crop blend going? Your, it's so coming. You got, uh, what do you have in there? Peas and. Uh... There's 12
2: species in there. Right. So it's peas. Hard to remember. <laughs> yeah. All. Yeah, I got them <laughs> remembered. I think so. There's peas, bean, barley, oats, sunflowers. Sunflowers. Yeah. Millet, that's uh basically a warm season grass. Buckwheat is a warm season uh, broadleaf. Um, Sandfoin, hairy vetch, uh, Italian ryegrass, red clover, and
1: some radishes.
2: Radishes, horseradish. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Huh. What came up first, the barley, or what's uh, yeah, what dominated bar- for yeah, the first? The bar- yeah, it's.
2: Fairly even, but the barley, all the bigger seeds, based the barley, the peas, and the fava beans came first, and then the the smaller seeds kind of a little bit slower. They take a little longer to germinate and come through, so Great. a little less vigor. So
0: yeah. What's with the sunflowers? Like forage? Is there a special brand of sunflowers, like forage sunflowers, <laughs> or like?
2: Yeah, they they have a a little bit higher oil content, but the biggest reason you want those in there is for uh, stimulating the of fungi, like the different funguses in the soil, okay. that are kind of out of out of balance from too much shit and too much tillage over the years. Huh. So that, and then it de- detoxifies the soil somewhat. But in, plus, it's something for the peas to to uh, grab onto, yeah, to climb up to. So what oh. I've seen too, it's like there is a little hole in the leaf from the sunflowers, and, there, and then the peas that actually go through that little hole. Really and tie a knot onto it it's it's,
1: it's it's incredible it is cool yeah when we walk your field that's pretty cool
0: yeah peas are insane eh? like yeah i seen a barley pea field i'm sure i told you about this before where it's just mm. like an irrigated pea barley field yeah like forage peas or whatever in there so thick because the peas just cover wherever the barley doesn't grow underneath and stuff right and climb the barley and just like and I don't know. Yeah, it just seems nice because you get that added protein probably too from the peas.
2: That's what we're aiming for, yeah. We're trying to cut back on our bypass proteins. Right. So canola meal and soybean meal, right? Bypass proteins. Yeah, so your bypass protein sources. Huh. So rumen bypass proteins. So those ones, you got your rumen degradable protein and then the rumen bypass, which is higher on a canola okay. meal than that. So that's usually the ones that are the most expensive. Yeah. When you're getting them in your tmr so or in your yeah i see supplements yeah
0: anything to bring that cost of feed down eh yeah and like like you know we've always said that the cheapest way is for high quality forages right yep phone call it hey, did you hear any more about that green prairie whatever no have what you started or whatever
1: what about yeah. you late well i know there's a lot of smoke around yeah Local
0: hay plant. I guess for people who don't know, a local hay plant's burning down right now. Old local Lethbridge. It's crazy. But probably just uh, whatever hot
1: bale or something. Yeah, or a spark from a bearing or anything. Yeah. Like when it's thirty-five degrees in a yeah. tin building, like there's all hay and dust, and it doesn't take much to yeah. combust and then everything goes up it's not just a one pail or something right
0: yeah and like oh i don't know which one of you is saying that the price of hay will probably go up <laughs> go up or down it depends
2: on yeah but there's a couple of different hay plants so i'm sure they'll pick up yeah but it's still they got still got to fill their contracts right and, yeah. yeah yeah crazy an interesting year so far with this heat and everything else, right? And, oh, yeah, yeah it's so know, dry. Yeah, we haven't seen anything like this for.
0: And then the frost too, right? Yeah. Like they my brother in law farms by uh, Kyle, Saskatchewan, and they had frost June twenty second.
1: Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah.
0: The killing frost then? Like Again. Uh well it his crops gonna be okay but there's some yellow canola leaves like it's crazy yeah. June twenty second. That's,
2: that's like. Yeah, last week.
0: Yeah, last, uh,
2: yeah, like a
0: week ago. Hmm. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. But even because we went to Saskatchewan two, three weeks ago, and there's a lot of those low spots (coughs) between swift current and Medicine Hat that are always, uh, every year they've been full of water. Oh, yeah. But they're all dry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bone dry. Even on the way from Nobleford to Cranham, there's a couple of lakes that are... Uh, for as long as I can remember, that's always been full water in there, yeah. like salt right now, like nothing.
2: Yeah, yeah, like even even later on, there was this. There basically a huge, just a huge lake, like in Saskatchewan. But that's between Swift Current and uh, Rose Town again. But oh yeah, it's completely dry. They seeded it with yeah right into it. <laughs> with uh, I've that never seen that yet. saltiva, in, like that uh, alfalfa. That's super. Possibly, yeah, some kind of saline <laughs> blend of... Hmm. But it's the year to get it in. Yeah, you get what you can, right? Because yeah. all the highlands probably won't grow anything because it's too dry, so miles of yeah. use of lowlands. Yeah, I guess. Crazy. What are you guys growing this year?
1: So we're doing a mix, too. We have 80 acres of alfalfa. Well, just alfalfa and grass, I guess, mixed. Okay. And Yeah, for... Silage, the first two cuts, and then the third cut we bale for, yeah, to add in the feed, and then, not to sell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if your hay plant burns down.
2: Maybe this year you have
1: to. Yeah, depends on the price. <laughs> yeah, and then we're also doing a mix, but Taylor probably knows more about our mix than I do. So.
2: <laughs> huh. Yeah, they shared them too. They're somewhat similar to ours. Some of the brassicas, peas, and barley.
1: I think our mix our has more oats, oats and yeah. peas,
2: is
0: is a, interesting.
1: And we also have sunflowers and.
0: You got sunflowers too?
2: Yeah. So I better plant sunflowers next year. Yeah, yes. well, yeah they had it last year ready too. And it's kind of neat, right? Every yeah. 10 feet or something, a sunflower would be blooming. <laughs> Looks very nice. <laughs> and then the
0: pink sand floin, right? Mm-hmm. Is it sand floin or sand floin?
2: It's S A I N fo- foin, yeah. So sand foin. Huh. And that it flowers pink, right? Yes. Huh.
0: And that's uh it's kinda like alfalfa, it's a legume, right?
2: Yeah. A little bit higher in rum rumen bypass protein and alfalfa again too. Okay. So that's benefit and same with the sweet clover or the red clover. It's a double cut, so mm. it matures a little bit slower than alfalfa. Okay. So how do you keep weeds
0: out of this? You can't spray it, right, because 'Cause it's got everything a, in it. We did a burn down beforehand. Yeah, so did I. should see my canola.
2: Yeah. But you, you could still spray your canola. in.
0: Crop. Yeah, that's right. But what I'm saying is, because this has got every sort of plant in it, you can't do broadly.
2: No, but the thing is, naturally, um, all these different plants want to grow together too. So I, I planted about 12 species in there. We got about 20 all together. So there's still <laughs> a few varieties of weeds in there on top of everything else. But overall, it's not horrible, right? Like you got your... Just got to let it grow, man. Let everything, just let all it, the kosher, yeah. just let it grow, But you learn a lot, right? Because there's, there's, I was telling Leighton earlier, there's one spot that we tilled a couple extra passes right by the path. Right. And it was just loaded with uh, lamb's quarters. Which but, is yeah. a weed. Which is a weed. <laughs> but, not one other, of the 12 species you planted. Exactly. And, and of the 12 species, there's not that much. So we tried some spots with just no-till, and that's actually working quite well. And then most of it, just we just tilled once this spring, Okay. But yeah, this, this two or three passes is like, what happened here? We did everything, everything else exactly the same other than putting some solid manure from our, our lagoon on in there this spring. Huh. But yeah, so you got to definitely yeah. look at everything differently when you're doing stuff like this. Yeah. But fun though, right? Trying oh. different things and. Yeah. School. You spend way too much time in your field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good, good we've thing. We've right? how
1: many crop tours between the, with oh, yeah. both of us before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we drive <laughs> by and just uh, no, stop No, drive and talk by and is not a crop tour. I think. No, we, we would should. drop by, drive by, and then he would be in the field, so I would stop and walk the field. Oh out there yeah, and vice versa.
2: It's so much more interesting than just having a monostand. stand. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think I think that is going to be the priority, like in the future, is soil health. Yeah, like. Especially for dairy farmers, because if, if you can find a way to feed your cows for
1: cheaper, mm-hmm. and I think... And less spray. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, every time we spray here, you know, this canola, it's $1,700. Bucks. Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, if you're going to use that instead of like with, put it put it into seed costs or put it into uh, a different style of type of fertilizer, to something to suppress the weeds too, right? You can with calciums and... Stuff like that too. So, calcium and uh, humic acids and that kind of stuff. So, is that good for all weeds or just one kind of weed?
0: Uh, the majority. I got them all. Yeah.
2: Everything you can think of. No, but I think,
0: uh, like, if you can find a way to make high quality forages, that's yeah. going
2: to be the cheapest way to, to get more money. Absolutely. But then you got to also make sure your cow is built big enough to be able to handle uh, going feeding them more forage too. Yeah. well have more capacity that's another part of it because if you're going to go try pushing 60 or 65 percent forage which i yeah that's what i want to do right you need cattle that actually built right to handle that lots of and you think you have to build them uh, and feed them right right from the start to as heifers just to get that well that's that's interesting
0: you you don't think a small cow can do that
1: no, the like intakes, a small framed cow. Intakes are way less. You need like a, like a good old, big Goldwyn or something like just.
0: <laughs> no, but obviously the intakes good. are less, but the the, yeah, you like know like that's why people farm farm
2: Jerseys, right? Intakes are lower. Yeah, the then, Jerseys. If you look at them, they're small, but they still fish. have a huge rumen. They, they, if you they're right. like big tanks. Just right? picture a goat. Picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Like, no, you're right. Yeah, I was just. Well, they're more you're...
1: efficient. They're smaller, so yeah. they. But they eat a lot, and they yeah more butterfat, less a little less milk, but. Yeah. They're
2: about one percent more efficient than Holsteins. At the end of the day, that's. The I,
1: yeah, I, I still don't believe that too. I don't know. I I need some
0: convincing. Okay. I think. I'm that... still trying to
2: convince Layton to get some students <laughs> to it. <laughs>
1: well, I tried bit on one, and then. Someone else ended up buying it. So.
0: To have one jersey, yeah, but that's not seriously. You would just keep it as a pet or something, just to annoy no. Teo.
1: We <laughs> oh, no, We would milk it. It would be in the barn. You probably, You probably wouldn't even milk it. You just dry it up. Yeah. Yeah, we we go to shows and then there's jerseys and then that's our, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You see them and then you just need you, you see need a safe space.
1: See people pulling them around. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they're good too.
0: No, yeah, I don't, I don't care one way or the other, like, honestly, I'm not a, a
1: purebred Holstein guy, like. I just I know a lot less, about but... Holstein, so it'd be tough to, uh, yeah, I know almost nothing about jerseys other than oh, a okay. little bit of the good stuff I see on Facebook, but.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Which is
1: still more than most people. Yeah, maybe, I don't know.
0: But, but the thing that attracts me to Holsteins is the variety I can get in the, the sire selection. So I can, I can pick any traits. I mean, you could argue that I'm picking from like five bowls all the time. Basically, the five top bulls that you always hear about, I'm basically choosing from them. But I think the traits you have or the genetic pool you have to choose from is way deeper. There's no argument. Jersey's about. a close second, right? That it's a pretty big breed, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting to be bigger and bigger. Yeah. And and, it, and, and the and other
0: thing is, if I was in, in a on a farm in the states, you know, milking five thousand cows, you know, and space is a, a limiting factor. Then yeah, Jersey's like mm-hmm. for sure, right? Isn't that right? Like that's kind of their their main attraction, right? Well, you, you have think, less space. You, think well, you use less were, water too. The only. Yeah. I like guess. To
2: produce yeah. the same amount of milk, you only eat, use like eighty percent of the water because the that's that's where I think it's gonna be standing out in in the future. Well, especially the whole in thing, California, right? Yeah, and I, I think everybody's gonna be fighting on. Our water is gonna be more expensive in in the sense for sure. They'll be fighting for it. So. Yeah,
0: how so? Like everyone's got a well more, and cares.
2: Getting more and more people and still gotta keep feeding them everybody. Yeah so what what would you say the priorities
0: are in in the dairy industry like what what do you see like I said
2: soil health is gonna be a way higher priority than it is now sustainability I think um obviously uh what what do you mean what's like 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 uh low inputs and basically making milk from products that are more sustainably farmed in my opinion this is hmm. right so if you're putting a <coughs> having to buy a lot of extra synthetic fertilizers and stuff that's all, all coming off your bottom line right but consumers don't care about that why why would but, we change no the biggest thing that consumers would care about is probably spraying in my opinion right just just seeing big sprayers driving through fields hmm. it's like well we're, we're basically poisoning their foods well, I mean, you're spraying the weeds. But you're spraying the weeds, but you're, you have to try to understand <laughs> things from the consumer's point of view. You're right, yeah. Just as a side note, we're not poisoning anyone's. No, food. I know. <laughs> and it's a very minute amount of, of uh, chemical that you ever use, right? Like, it's nothing. Yeah. It's so diluted. And, and
0: So you think that's going to be a top priority, like, as far as the, the dairy industry goes, is,
2: like, I don't know exactly Chem- the dairy industry, but the food industry for sure, yeah. Right. Oh, and like all dairy. agriculture. Yeah. Hmm. I think we're gonna we're gonna move away from the whole chemical or
1: agriculture, like the. You think so? Yeah.
2: I don't know. I think
1: it's happening more and more already.
2: Yeah. It's already like even back in the '70s, '80s. I think organic was always the black sheep, right? But there's more and more people doing it, and they're they're doing it in bigger numbers too.
1: I don't know. There's a lot more information and studies and everything that.
0: Yeah. I can get behind like some of the 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 benefits of organic, but and like if carbon, you're for example. Well, like like here, like we we cannot go go organic here. We would be our soil would be in Saskatchewan, right? Because of the wind. We because with organic you have to be in your field constantly tilling. You'd get rid of weeds, right? Yeah, I can- mean there's some sprays. There's yeah. some organic approved sprays you can use for weeds or
2: whatever. Am I wrong? But yeah, you have, I don't know. That's, that's part of the problem with organic, the, the excess tilling, right? So that's kind of what my uh, latest has been kind of the regenerative egg. So the idea is to keep crops growing as much of the year as possible and trying to figure yeah. out why your weeds are there and combating them with different uh, species and stuff like that. Yeah. So instead of tilling your soil in the, in the winter and having the carbon dioxide getting released your plant's actually using the extra carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and storing it in their roots. So it's basically a big carbon sink. So Carbon credits. There yep. you go. And that's, it's coming. Why do you think Bill Gates is buying so much <laughs> land?
0: <laughs> right? Leighton, why is Bill Gates buying so much <laughs> land? I don't
1: know. You'd have to ask Google He's that He's also or Siri. part of... Oh, yeah. We were,
0: um, that's why we're all meeting here together, is to celebrate the end of the pandemic. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's
2: tomorrow. No more masks. Yeah. It's actually hard to believe that we're at that point right now.
1: Or we were, and it's hard to believe we were so stupid to wear masks for two years. <laughs> well, <laughs> not, not all of us did. <laughs> I don't think oh, anyone well, yeah, I'm, i have I'm ready for
0: this because a few of my friends have said, "Oh yeah, I never wore a mask, even like oh, all I, you
1: guys." I
2: definitely did. Costco <laughs> was one of them.
1: Oh, <laughs> wear a mask, like I see. Yeah. Whatever. I have no if. That's what it's going to take for me to go in a store. I can't give a crap. But.
0: Yeah, like Conrad was saying, oh, yeah, I I never wore a mask or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you sent your wife in to get the mail, right? <laughs> like, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny.
2: I don't know if my father-in-law has ever bought wore a mask. Man. Okay, but someone had to get the mail. Yeah, so. I, know, I know. Yeah, so that some people just avoid going to the city. Yeah, But you do have to respect the laws, so. Yeah. In a sense, it's kind of a it's weird time. Degree, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you think about the vaccine? (laughs) Do you
0: really want to go? (laughs) I don't want to ask you because you're basically alt right. But what's that? You're basically alt right.
2: Yeah. No, we even with our cattle, we don't actually vaccinate at all anymore. No, you don't vaccinate your calves. No, nothing. calves cows, nothing anymore. And how's that turned out? Like even, I think uh what's the I one for mastitis? Been, what's that what's the one for is that Jvac yeah so we used to, we have uh, used Jvac we have used BovaShield, shield which is for rotavirus coronavirus yep. and all that we've used calf guard like ScourGuard. guard Three. yep Inforce 3 for pneumonia yeah nothing anymore well that's good and the i would say i'm not exaggerating over 90% of my calves go through my hutches without getting a single shot other than getting put to sleep for De-horning. Other than lead. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious. Huh. So, oh, uh, oh the, the knockout for dehorning. For dehorning, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. so that that's, makes it fun. It makes it easy. Right? And it's nice. Because like, anytime you give a calf a shot of medicine, their immunity for their life is not as broad spectrum. Right? So there's all these different... I don't know if you've ever seen any diagrams showing that, but there's normally they have all these different types of immunity to different diseases different but, viruses yeah let's say okay your your amount of immunity to different uh, so your immunity to the one that you're treating for will increase right but your the other ones decrease yeah okay you're actually losing out on something so the next time something else comes along they don't have quite as much they hmm. won't hit it the same way so but that's that's
0: good that you're giving less shots and you're getting away with it that's awesome but it's fine. like if you get rotavirus coming through your herd that sucks cuz i've had that yeah and like cuz i didn't vaccinate before i had i brought in a bunch of calves and they all had rotavirus yeah and i couldn't figure it out for like a couple months and i had six or seven calves die mm. and that was not fun
2: no nope. we've been through all that too great like, so as long fantastic. as your biosecurity is good they should yeah, work right ours is pretty uh, okay. <laughs> Layton's over there five <laughs> times a day. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, we're not overly biosecure at all. But I think. Well, I'm, isn't that scary then? I'm not worried about it. Uh, to be honest, it's you got to keep their immune system up. You got to feed them enough, right? Keep them growing. And make sure they get enough colostrum.
1: Clean environment. Like some of these yeah. people,
2: they go clean their their pens out and stuff every time. We clean their their bottles and, and teat feeders and stuff out really, really clean. But like not their pens. Their pens, they get dry bedding. That's it. They don't ever get pressure washed. Okay. Interesting. I know. It's it's kind of strange, but.
0: I, I uh, yeah, I guess I'm the opposite. I try to keep the bacteria load down. Well,
2: they got to get immune to some, at some <laughs> point in their life, they're going to get exposed to something, right? But the biggest thing is getting enough colostrum in there early enough. So the colostrum, we give them three and a half liters. We can agree three, on that. Yeah, I'm first not. three feedings, so.
0: Yeah, and I seen some more stuff that said, uh, like if you feed them the fourth and fifth feeding, like that, that not colostrum, but the milk after that, whatever that's called.
2: Yeah, transition milk. Yeah,
0: yeah. that, that actually helps too. Like yeah. if you keep kind of feeding them, the same yeah, stuff
2: just extra work right we do three i don't know about you guys what do you guys do? oh because you switched to powder after that no we do pasteurized colostrum too so we, we pasteurize our milk now and we pasteurize our colostrum too
0: oh so you got to pasteurize that transition yeah milk separately type of thing that's how it's more milk or more work yeah okay so we do the first three now so yeah.
1: what do you guys do we just do the first one feeding but we try to give them as much as we can
0: oh yeah yeah
1: tube feed 20 liters <laughs>
2: yeah just pump, them, pump it in we do all tube feed too the first is that time. right yeah no, we'll we'll try it with a d-
1: bottle but if they don't drink then they have to get it in them so i'd no? rather have them in them than then well than th- they that's not true drink. yeah
0: but you guys tube feed
2: right away yeah what about the uh esophageal groove they're i don't know about that side of things but they they even had it on the Alberta milk meeting, right? They, they tested a the difference between bottle feeding and tube feeding, and they're expecting to see quite a difference for bottle fed, but there right. was absolutely no difference. Because
0: I guess the idea is that, that a, the, there's a groove in the esophagus that closes the first stomach, uh, is that right? The first or the second angle, and it, it channels that colostrum towards the right stomach that absorbs yeah. you know, all the these goodies that are in the
2: colostrum, Right. So apparently it was debunked. But, exactly how it worked or the data behind there, I didn't. But I don't remember. It's been a while. So
0: yeah, the idea is when they're sucking on a bottle, that, that esophageal groove, whatever you call it, you know, narrows. Hmm. But if you tube feed them, that doesn't work. But if you're seeing good results, I mean,
2: that's awesome. That's what matters at the end of the day, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because science isn't always right for everybody either. So there's there's so many
2: things about. Cabs and even human bodies that we oh, don't, I know.
1: don't understand. Yeah, like
0: calves, yep. uh, yeah. It's such a huge area, right? I was talking with the vet the other day too, and like, you know, once you get started talking about calves, it's like you could go on for hours and
1: hours. Yeah. But,
2: but yeah, just like you, we've we went through everything. We went through even crypt, crypto crypto Oh yeah. yeah the, the crypto yellow. virus. Yeah. Yeah. So you need uh
0: what's that stuff called? That um It's Hello yeah, Cure. Right, yeah, that's the only one the that kills one. it yeah, or yeah. for 7 days. No, what's what's that um it's it's something else. You uh it's pink and it's a powder you put in all sorts of foot baths and stuff. Not foot baths like for um
2: shoot what what's it called? It's not tetracycline.
0: No, no, it's a uh it's a heavy heavy detergent. It's the only one that kills um cryptovirus.
2: Okay. No. I, I
0: forget what it's called. With this heat, man, I've just been
2: in a fog, like, the last couple of weeks. Just been like, yeah, Can't, yeah. Anyways. But, yeah, the big one is bedding, I think. You eat, like, we have a girl that loves putting bedding down, and <laughs> I thank her for it all the time. Because yeah? That saves so much. What do you mean? So many scours, so many problems, right? Because like, those calves, you got to remember, they're sitting in that pen all day long. Yeah, right. Right? Or in that whole environment. So you have poor air quality. Yeah. And... Scours and pneumonia is always linked together, right? So, is that right? Yes. Huh. So, sometimes because just because they're showing scours, it's because they first had pneumonia. So.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and it, I always do that too. Cover up uh, any any pies you see in the calf barn. Cover them up, right? That. Well, I do it because it reduces their bacterial load. Let's say if they sniff it or whatever, that mm-hmm. might be the extra bacteria. They, you know. mm-hmm. That pushes them over the edge yeah. and actually makes them a clinical case of scours. But
2: But where where our biggest change was is when we started testing for leukosis and Yonis. That's oh what yeah, you were saying that. the biggest difference on calf health for sure.
0: Because Cause that was already on their system before they got scours and then, you know, something just pushed them over the edge.
2: Yeah, because you're taking your, your, your worst cows out, which are most likely to have some of these are more likely to have some of these problems, right? Like your higher right. cell counts. Yeah. So you're feeding that milk to the calves where in times where they're ready, immune, you know, uh like first of all, they have no immune system to start when they're born. Right. So. Is that right with uh Yonis? No, like cause cal- all their immunity. Comes oh yeah. From the colostrum. Every calf. Yeah. 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 So if you get the wrong, wrong shot of colostrum in there, then. Yeah. yeah.
0: Huh. But so, um, what bulls are you breeding with? I don't want to end this podcast without. Do yeah, okay. <laughs> you want to go there? Having some bull yeah. talk.
1: <laughs> we have fifty-five <laughs> bulls in our tank. So yeah, wow.
0: that's insane.
1: <laughs> no, we. I don't know. We use a bunch of Chief now. A bunch of Moran sons. Believe um, Zephyr is a Moran out of a Chief. Uh, Mooran, it's a Moran out of a Jordy. Oh, I a like Jordy. Geor- I like Jordys. Jordy like Geordi red. Yeah. Wow. You're using a little bit of him, yeah. And
2: Is he red carrier too? I believe so. I, yeah, he'd have to. Maybe. Well, Jordy's yeah. red. Jordy's red. Yeah.
1: Moran's a red carrier, so yeah. probably. And, yeah, so we're using a bunch of Moran's sons. Keep the pulled genetics in, I guess. And Okay. It's kind of it's nice dehorning calves when you can skip a group or something. <laughs> yeah.
2: They transition better, you said, right? I think the, so. The ones that aren't dehorning. Would, I would think, I think
1: so. I so. I think horning puts them a good a good week behind i f- i think i don't i like i haven't done yeah. studies or anything but that's that's what my yeah i i would think so i don't yeah i don't know
2: and who likes to do it who likes the horning yeah i don't either way i yeah, i love not. it
1: when there's Morans or mcNuts or something like all the pulled bulls when they don't have horns it's yeah. nice. Oh, don't have to do this one. And
0: that's another thing, like except for there's there's such a shallow gene pool to choose from now, right? That but that's another thing that's gonna happen. Yeah. It's all pulled, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's a consumer preference probably as as well. Yep. When it comes to Yeah, pulled in A two, A two, definitely. Yeah. I think polls are
1: yeah, people are selecting more and more ple- people are selecting on it. We're not not really looking at that yet, but I know Yeah, you're
2: all A2, A2, right? Yeah,
0: by the end of the year, we hope to be all A2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what was the deal again? Only uh, you have to call it like small A, small 2, or upside down 2 or something. But
2: in all (laughs) reality, something like that, they shouldn't be able to, um, what do you call that?
0: Yeah, patent. Patent that. The words A2.
2: No, because it's a natural product. If they can probably patent the technology for testing it, but I
1: don't see how they could patent Well,
0: they can patent the name if, if there's a name, right? If they yeah, sell the that. from a brand perspective, if I it's do, called. Yeah.
1: It's still not really because the cows are the ones that make it. So. I know.
0: Yeah, you just have to call it something else. Yeah. A2 beta casein or whatever. It's a little
2: bit long. Yeah.
0: Uh, Ask Layton. He's your marketing genius. Yeah, he's already got I the know. garlic milk and the garlic cheese or whatever. I don't
1: know much about A2A2 <laughs> <laughs> A2 or pulled or the haplotypes and all that but yeah i know vogue vogue and yeah they're doing they're really focusing on the pulled bulls and a2a2 mm. A2. they got some really impressive bulls huh
0: what's your favorite cow in the barn right now
1: uh probably a probably a our winbrook cow she's a oh yeah excellent excellent i thought she would move up 92 but the
2: 600 whenever the, yeah yeah She's a tank. Yeah,
1: she's a nice cow. She's got chest width her. Or... I think you put her on Facebook the other day, right? Oh could Something have been. Like that That yeah. could have been another nice one too. Yeah. It was a Winbrook. I can't remember. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, she's just really balanced. Like she's got everything, I think. Well, last lactation, this lactation, her fat isn't as high. But like I think it was over five for fat and
2: And lots of production too. Lots so. of
1: milk, yeah. Huh. Like now, she's mm, just over 100 days in milk, 105, I think, and she's still giving over 60 liters, so and at 4.8 fat, I believe. So, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. And then so her defiant daughter just calved in, not as much production in the defiant, but she's still a real nice cow. So, huh.
2: Yeah, those are those kind we were talking about earlier with lots of
1: capacity, right? That you to eat, yeah. to eat yeah. a lot of forage. Yeah, that cow no- is at the bunk all the time.
2: Yeah, and she her body condition is just fine. Yeah. She has no problem yeah. milking sixty yeah.
1: liters a day. Just yeah, a she's she's like a little. I don't know. The classifier didn't want to move her up because she was a little bit coarse and had too much condition. But I don't know. I th- I, I <laughs> so think,
0: after that, you told the classifier to go home or what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think any cow that's giving sixty liters a day for <laughs> fat, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, and she's excellent. Third lactation, she went excellent. She has a, well, her defiant daughter just kind a second time, but she went very good as a two-year-old already, so I, yeah, I'm, I can't expect much more from a cow, so.
2: Yeah, that's right, yeah. Maybe when she gets old and scrawny, then she's going to start scoring really
1: well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ninth and... so dairy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing yeah. left in her. Huh. Milked or dry. Cool.
0: Well, I, uh, yeah, we can't go on for too long. I was, uh. People go insane with all your bull talk, and I'll start sleeping. Okay. <laughs> That's probably good. Um, thanks so much
1: for coming on, guys. Really thanks appreciate it. Us. Thanks so. for having us again. Yeah. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to the Faraway Farm Boy podcast, episode number 38 with Tao Beyer and Leighton Slingerland. This podcast has been made possible by Chinook Dairy Service. Did you know that Chinook Dairy Service can fine-tune and optimize the performance of all brands of milking equipment? Call Chinook Dairy Service for a free milking system evaluation today. Join me again next time on the Faraway Farm Boy Podcast.